the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. And we spent hour number one talking about the lack of trust demonstrated to me by my request of a woman this morning in a retail store in Columbus. Hey, can I use your phone? Need to call my wife. I forgot my phone. Maybe my wife can bring me my phone because she's coming into the area of town where I work. And the woman looked at me like, what kind of scam are you trying to run on me? She would not give me her phone. And I realized that with good reason, we have grown not to trust each other. Seemingly innocuous circumstances like teenagers gathering in a Dairy Queen parking lot is not what it looked like or what it should look like when teenagers gather in a parking lot. Instead, we had a guy murdered in a Dairy Queen parking lot last weekend. Now, they're looking for a fifth suspect in that, Sammy Sasso, All-American wrestler, Ohio State, shot by teenagers, one of whom was in custody. They let him out. I guess they had too much trust in him not inflicting more mayhem on society. Kid at Easton shot watching a, uh, after watching a movie, 15 years old. Uh, our school system can't be trusted. Our... Raging, or soon to be raging, debate in the state of Ohio for the abortion amendment. I told you yesterday that the proponents of passing the amendment, those who want unrestricted abortion in the state of Ohio, tell you to your face, in print, on TV, one-on-one, if you engage with one of them, no, no, this is not meant to green light late-term abortions in the state of Ohio. No one is in favor of that. That's a lie. You know what they're not in favor of is restricting late-term abortions. They will say, no one wants that. Well, then will this law prevent it? And if they give you an honest answer, the only honest answer is no, this law will not prevent it. And if you say, how often do late-term abortions happen in the state of Ohio? Oh, it's rare. It's really rare. Extremely rare. How rare? One a year? Well, no, more than that. How many? 500 a year? Oh, no, not that many. The number is like 150. 150 a year. More than 10 a month, which is like between two and three a week. I don't think that's rare because it isn't rare. They lie to you about that. School choice opponents, the people who file lawsuits against the expansion of ed choice, which hasn't gone into effect yet. We have to sue to stop school choice. You know why they have to stop, sue to stop school choice in the state of Ohio? Before it goes into effect? Because once it goes into effect, it's going to become so popular with parents in the state of Ohio that you'll never be able to take it away. For the same reason that legislators in Washington, D.C. have never been able to bring themselves to the point where they would vote against Obamacare. Because once you give people something... They want it forever. Only the difference between Obamacare and school choice is Obamacare is not a person's own money. School choice is your own money that you get back in order to send your kid where you want to send them to school. 
And the reason why Columbus City Schools, the Ohio Education Association, the NEA, Akron, Cincinnati, Dayton, Lima, and every other medium to large city public school district in the state of Ohio is against the implementation of school choice is because they know once you are able to send your kid to a public school with your own money and make your own decisions, the numbers in underperforming schools will crater. And eventually, that will lead to one of two things. Schools either stopping the wasteful spending and the looking the other way on poor academic performance, or it will lead to those schools actually improving and attracting back in the students who left for the reasons that they left. But we shouldn't be surprised that the NEA lies to us, that the Ohio Education Association lies to us, that the pro-abortion people in the state of Ohio lie to us, because our president and our media and pretty much everyone in society lies to us. The presidential spokesperson, Corinne Jean-Pierre, was at the podium yesterday talking about Dr. Jill Biden and her second bout with covid And um, Corinne Jean-Pierre was using this as a jumping off point to tell us all how important it is now that COVID is making a supposed roaring comeback that we all have to go out and get the latest iteration of the vaccine. We know that these vaccines work, right? We know when people stay up to date with their vaccine, that works. Well, then how did she get COVID a second time? If they work, how did she get COVID a second time? Man. She is so incredibly empty. Uh, you might have seen Mitch McConnell freeze up on camera, leading to um, all kinds of speculation in the media, given through the lens of actually caring about the 80-year-old Kentucky senator. Uh, here is the uh, national media acting as if they have compassion for the Senate Majority Leader. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell appeared to freeze again during a Q&A with reporters. It's all raising additional questions about the fitness of the 81-year-old to lead Senate Republicans. I don't know. It just seems like he's pushing himself in a way that might be problematic. I don't want to be rude about it, but that's not somebody who just feels lightheaded. Uh, That's Jake Tapper, Rachel Maddow, other assorted MSNBC and CNN commentators. Uh feigning that they care about Mitch McConnell freezing up on cam- uh, on a camera, meanwhile, uh, below the table, applauding robustly at what might take him off the job as Senate minority leader. Sorry about that. Uh, a person's physical infirmities are, pers- are viewed through a much different prism, of course, when that person is a Democrat. Uh, give a listen to how the media portrayed uh, John Fetterman, Pennsylvania senator who legendarily began his debate with Dr. Oz. Good night. Thanks for coming. Senator John Fetterman, his inspiring message for people who are simply too scared to ask for help. The president has found him to be an impressive individual. Fetterman's cognitive abilities have not been compromised. We have a man who uh, was brave enough 
to talk about this. There was such intense scrutiny, often ableist scrutiny. Oh, often ableist scrutiny. You hate the ableist scrutiny, don't you? Yes, you hate that. Uh, if you think I'm lying about how Fetterman began his debate, um, I will prove it to you. This is uh, <laughs> this is his first comment at his debate with Dr. Oz. Hi. Good night, everybody. Hi. Good night, everybody. Nothing to see here. Everything's fine. What are you talking about? So courageous, don't you think? She was super courageous. Uh, now, another big debate going on now, of course, is that... Um, our southern border is being overrun, and even Democratic state officials are complaining about it. I saw Mara Healy, the Massachusetts governor, saying, we can't do this. we got to have help. Eric Adams, the New York mayor, had Bernie Moreno on the show yesterday talking about the Roosevelt Hotel in New York, overrun with migrants, costing $6,000 a month per family. So we're sending millions to Pakistan, who owns the Roosevelt Hotel in New York. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is, uh, of course address this with one of her uh, famous lies that nobody's doing more, nobody has done more, doing everything he can or whatever (laughs) on the border. Nobody's done more to close the border than Joe Biden. Well, not so much. Um, Add New Jersey Governor Phil Miller uh, to the list of those who says his state cannot afford the influx of migrants teeming through our southern border. I don't see any scenario, Eric, where we're going to be able to take in um, a a program in in Atlantic City or, frankly, elsewhere in the state. We are already seeing folks in New Jersey that have probably swelled into Jersey from New York City or from other locations. But you need scale, enormous amount of federal support, resources that go beyond anything that we can afford, putting everything else Aside, I just don't see it, um, and I uh, I would suspect that that'll continue to be the case. Ah, can't do it. Not possible. Won't be able to do it. That's Phil Miller, uh, second term New Jersey governor. He sounds a little bit like, although actually nothing like, Phil Miller, who used to be the governor of New Jersey. I think it's the same Phil Miller, although I don't know, maybe not, given the message that he was spouting during his first term. Dreamers, we've got 22,000 of them, are every bit as American as my four kids. Oh. This is a moral test, black and white. Mm. So this is Mr. Mr. President, not in the state of New Jersey. We will stand up to this president. If need be, we'll be a sanctuary, not just city, but state. Oh, this is a sanctuary city, not state, when Trump was president. B- bring them all in, the Dreamers. Got room for them in Jersey. Maybe they could stay at Phil Miller's mansion. Not so much anymore. No, there's no honesty there's no authenticity there's no consistency to anything that is said whether it's a woman in a walmart who won't let me use her phone to make an innocuous call to my wife or to the highest office in the land of president uh by the way he was uh speaking yesterday at a ceremony honoring a helicopter pilot and then he made an abrupt exit we'll have the uh details on that next So yesterday at the White House, Joe Biden was doing what uh, would be one of my favorite things to do if I was a uh, president, and that would be award the Presidential Medal of Honor. Uh, So he had a helicopter pilot there from the Vietnam War era who had uh, exhibited uh, uncommon valor in the battlefield, flying his helicopter in to save four 
men who were under enemy fire at the time. And the first part of this that was odd was that we all know that Corinne Jean-Pierre has disclosed to us that Dr. Jill Biden has COVID. And she told us that the president has tested negative for COVID and that he would be wearing a mask everywhere when he was within people, you know, within range of people, except that when Biden wore a mask to this ceremony and he got like face to face with this dude who looks like he was in about in his 80s, uh, Joe Biden <laughs> took his mask off. OK, and he like put the metal around the guy's neck uh, at uncomfortably close distances. Uh, Captain Larry Taylor, 81. So Biden puts, you know, he goes through all the accolades of Larry Taylor and what he did this and all that. And then he puts the medal around his neck and people uh, clap and Biden just walks off stage. He just walks off. I mean, I'd play the audio, but there is there's no audio other than he just you hear like and there's this hilarious video of it. And you can find video of it anywhere. But he puts the medal around uh, Larry Taylor's neck. And he doesn't walk off stage, Biden. He he walks right through the center of the crowd. And they're all standing there, like standing up, applauding. And here comes Biden, like walking down the aisle, like he's, you know, a reverse bride on her wedding day. And there's this hilarious shot of a photographer. I don't know if she's like got her camera on automatic or whatever, but she's standing at the back of the room. She's dressed in all black. Here comes Biden, like, shuffling off camera. And she looks at him like, what are you doing? Are you okay? What's wrong with you? Meanwhile, the cameras flash back to the stage where Larry Taylor stands there, just getting his Medal of Honor. People are clapping. The president has walked off. And it's like that uncomfortable moment in church, you know, where the pastor's done speaking. And you're not sure if there's going to be a closing hymn or the pastor, you know, prays and he's done. And then you're wondering, like, can I leave? Are we done? Is this over? Is there a song? <laughs> Only This ceremony wasn't over. There indeed was a prayer yet to come by the White House chaplain. But poor Larry Taylor up there who just got his medal, he's like looking around like, what is with the president? Like, this ceremony's not over. He just walked out. Well, the military people who saw this took this as yet another example of Biden being disrespectful toward the military. Uh, Navy SEAL and podcast host Sean Ryan tweeted, Pardon my French, but what a bleeping idiot. The continuous lack of respect Biden has for anyone is appalling. Hawaii, service members, active shooter victims... The list goes on. Uh, Representative Wesley Hunt, Army veteran, himself a helicopter pilot, tweeted, at least he didn't check his watch this time. Yes, there is that. He did not check his watch. So uh, Biden just exited, not stage left or stage right, it was stage center. Now, speaking of walking out, 
I heard audio yesterday from a podcast that I'd heard about, but I couldn't search it. I couldn't find it until I heard it played somewhere else yesterday. The Washington Post has a columnist. His name is Philip Bump. And he appeared on a podcast with a comedian who really set Bump up because he said at the beginning of the podcast, I want to have Philip Bump on because I'm curious about this Hunter Biden investigation, influence peddling with Joe Biden. And I want Philip Bump to explain to me because everybody tells me he's really, really smart. And he keeps writing that there's nothing to this. There's not a, you know, the the Democratic, not a shred of evidence, not a shred of evidence. So here's an early cut from the podcast with Philip Bump of the Washington Post disparaging what Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner, said was Joe Biden joining calls and dinners with oligarchs and Ukrainian business people. Bump says, pay no attention to it because Devin Archer told this to Tucker Carlson and anything told to Tucker Carlson, you can't trust. This is so silly. So then find me evidence that Joe Biden acted on behalf of Burisma when he called for the firing of Shokin. I, find me evidence of that. There is none. I, I, I'm, I'm getting I just to don't that. Wanna, like, uh, yes, okay, if you want to nitpick and pick out specific isolated snippets of conversation <laughs> between De- Devin Archer and Tucker Carlson, who's the least good faith actor in the history of human journalism, oh. fine, great, we can have this conversation, but it's not getting to the point. And the point, I thought, was to evaluate this charge that Joe Biden had acted corruptly in regards to Shokin and Burisma. And there's no evidence of that in Devin Archer's own sworn testimony undercuts your argument. Devin Archer told it to Tucker Carlson, so it can't be true. See, Tucker Carlson, you can't trust what he says. You can't trust what he hears. What other people say to him, you can't trust. Show me the evidence. Well, would the evidence be that Joe Biden said he never talked to his son about his foreign business dealings? And Devin Archer says, yes, he did. He attended meetings and he called into meetings. Not to Philip Bump. But wait, it gets worse. It gets worse because the podcast host asked Philip Bump a very simple question about a text message found on Hunter Biden's laptop, sent to his own daughter about paying half his dad's bills. That would seem to indicate that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's finances were intertwined, would it not? What do you take from the text message to his adult daughter, uh, Hunter's text message, I have to give 50% of my income to pop? I have no idea what that means. I don't. I have no idea what that means. Well, it's, 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 it, I know. It's circumstantial evidence, and you prefer that. No, what, what, what could it I, mean? I have no idea. But doesn't, I don't know. Well, did, I appreciate your has anybody Has anybody it. asked her? I don't know. I don't know. Don't you think somebody should ask her? Okay. Like, I, I'm not, I just said I don't know, and I don't know what to make of it, so I have nothing yeah, but, to say you, about it. Yeah, what, what do you it, want me to say? Yeah, but you say there's no evidence, no evidence, but then there's a text message where he says, I give Pop 50% of my money. That's, that's evidence. Okay, well, what, okay, fine, fine. So, it's evidence. I appreciate you having me on. It doesn't, it, that, something like that. Who do you think is the more? I, I listen to that. And I'm saying, am okay, I? Am I? Do, okay, what, you, you can you, go. I, think, I feel you want me to leave, like just walk out in the middle of this because that way you can. You, like, can, you can go. Right. Is this a standard? Really, this is the way the Washington Post handles people who disagree yeah, when with I, them. When I agree to be on for 45 minutes, go, go, and then go. I get on for an hour and 15. Yeah, go, that after a while go, I go. Go. Thanks go. for having. No, he doesn't want you to leave. He wants you to be like intellectually curious about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's finances being intermingled, according to Hunter Biden. But Philip Bump, the high talker, oh, I don't know what I mean. Huh, huh. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.